Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Reggie's Expressions. But before we get started, I need to tell you about how great this application called Anchor is. That's the application that I'm using to record this right now. This application is great because it allows you to be able to record a podcast and do all the things that you need in terms of editing in one place, all right? I used this application before, and not only did I have to record it, I had to download it from this thing and add it to this and add it. It was just too much. I found out about Anchor, and I realized how easy it was. They have all the creation tools and everything that you're going to need right from your phone. You can edit, you can add music, whatever you need directly from the application. Like I said, it's all in one place. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. I can't reiterate that enough, all right? So all you guys got to do is go and download the Anchor app, either from your Google Play Store or your Apple Play Store or wherever you get your, your apps from on your phone. Or you can do it the traditional way by going to anchor.fm to get started. All right, guys, enjoy this episode. Thank you so much again. And don't forget, you can find us on Reggie's Expressions, and that's Reggie's underscore expressions on Instagram. Enjoy the episode. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Reggie's Expressions, where we talk about all things black, gay, and we're doing it for the culture. We're going to jump right into it and get this topic started on another episode of Reggie's Expressions. Welcome back, guys. I already said that. I already said that in my intro. You know, I'm getting fancy, y'all. I got intros and everything. I'm starting to learn, and I'm really excited. And I do want to first off take the few seconds to tell you guys thank you so much. In two days, I actually got 15 listens um, on Spotify, on Anchor, on um, iTunes, you know. So it makes me excited uh, that there are people that are interested in hearing my side and hearing my story. And I'm glad that I'm able to be a part of moving the conversation forward because, you know, um, Sometimes, you know, like water sitting in one place, we become very stagnant and we just need new voices to kind of invigorate that inspiration. And I feel like I need to throw my hat out there. And, you know, you guys have been receiving it quite well. I'm very excited and I see nothing but great things going on and I'm getting better. I'm getting a lot better because I'm not saying ums and ahs and buts and all that other stuff that I know I noticed that I started to do in the very beginning. So, you know, grow with me. And uh, we're going to figure it out. So I'm going to jump right on into the topic that I finished or started last week, which was being gay in this millennium. And, you know, I understand, again, that this conversation is a very broad one and it's hard to kind of narrow it down. But I do want to, you know, talk about, you know, specific things within the gay culture. And, you know, in, in, in as I said last week, you can probably find some shared experiences in some of the things that I talk about. So now um, today we're going to kind of dig a little bit deeper into the black experience because being a person of color, you always have to have this level of consciousness nowhere, no, no matter where you go. And there's always a level or always an experience that's different because of your skin tone. And as much as people don't like to bring it up because they feel that it's racist, it exists. It's just, it's the elephant in the room. And this topic is no different. So I got to take y'all back uh, in time um, where I, you know, kind of had to jump in head first in this culture and where I started to see 
um, you know, uh, my experience being a lot different than others who was also in the LGBT community. So in about 2006, 2007, I decided at that time that I was going to go ahead and move forward with trying to see, you know, uh, or uh, accepting the fact that I was gay, right? Um, I told you guys a little bit about the relationship with the young lady that I was with and how that was kind of my deciding factor. Um, I decided at that time that, hey, you know what, I'm going to give myself a, a, a fighting chance by going out and looking and, and doing whatever I can to, you know, to make that happen. And unfortunately, it's not as easy as it seems, you know, um, it's really frustrating. So I did what everybody else in this culture does. I went straight to Adam for Adam. <laughs> That's the only website that I knew that existed at that time. And it was mostly DL guys. And uh, guys, honestly, it was it was disheartening at times. You know, um, I was a lot skinnier than I am now. And uh, I hadn't quite grown into my own. And, you know, around this time frame, I think my anxiety was starting to flare up, but I didn't exactly know why. And I honestly and truly believe that my anxiety, you know, had a lot to do with the fact that I was you know, closeted for so long. But um, I went on and, you know, created a profile and, you know, decided that I was going to, you know, put something clever, I think something poetic. And I was feeling myself afterwards. And, you know, I was expecting that I was going to find a, 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 a debonair, a sexy chocolate or, or whatever kind of man at the time. And I can tell you guys, that is not what I got. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that I didn't have fun with the, you know, with what I had, but it was a little disheartening because the first thing that people would recognize, first off, it was a lot of, uh, you know, uh, non-colored people, if you will, white people that were, you know, uh, hitting me up. And, um, you know, that's, that's to be expected, you know, um, not that white people would be hitting me up, but I am a, an attractive guy, you know, if I do say so myself, but you know, it was, it was, you know, that was the crowd that I was, uh, uh, that seemed to, to gravitate towards me really quickly. And, you know, it was very, very, it became very sexual, uh, right off the bat, you know, um, that was where I learned the term of BBC. And if you don't know what BBC means, I'm about to bust your eardrums with it. It's called big black cock. Didn't know what that was. I don't even think Google was able to explain what that was at the time. I just kind of had to figure it out over time. I think I may have, may have asked somebody, but it automatically gained, uh, became about what I had under my uh, pants. And I'm not going to lie, that, that was a little bit of an ego booster at first. But, you know, after a while, that stuff gets old and it seemed to be everybody, even black guys, even, even Spanish guys, even Indian guys. I met all uh, uh, kinds of people on that website. That would be the first thing that they would go to. And, you know, like I said, at first it started off as an ego booster, but it became very, like I, I began to become resentful, resentful of it. And that wasn't something that was a compliment to me anymore. And, you know, I started to get disassociated with the pro uh, process. And, um, you know, I met a couple people, you know, I would go out on dates and, you know, being in this community, you notice, you know, how uh, physical it turns really quickly. And also relationships seems to accelerate a lot faster than I have seen uh, some of my heterosexual counterparts. But 
I don't really know why that is and how that happens, but it was it was new and it was exciting and different. So um, the first guy I decided to date, um, we met at my store that I worked at at the time, um, my retail store, um, and he happened to come in and was conversing with one of my other coworkers at the time, and he would come in, you know, pretty frequently, and uh, we, you know, we caught glances a couple times, which, you know, if you gay, if you can't, you lock eyes for longer than two seconds, it's about to go down, right? And, you know, this happened with me and this gentleman. And, uh, you know, at first I didn't think anything of it. You know, I just kind of thought that, you know, maybe he just happened to catch me looking over at him. But um, later on that day, he had gotten my card and decided to call back up to the store and ask me to come hang out with him at uh, Barnes and Nobles. I think, no, it was Books A Million that was near the store. And we hung out, we had coffee and we ended up going back to my place. Um, that relationship lasted for three years. Um, the motherfucker ended up cheating on me. So there's that. Um, and you know, just really trying to figure out what I wanted and what I liked and what I didn't like. And, you know, the black experience became, I mean, that was, it was heavy because you would get black guys who would come in and say, I don't really date white guys. You would get white guys that said they didn't really date black guys. And then you would get Spanish guys that would say that they, they, they didn't like black guys. And, you know, the thing about my skin tone is it's not something I can change. Like I can't go and, you know, I mean, I can get a spray tan, put that on, but I can't change, you know, my skin tone. And it was mind boggling to me. And I didn't have the language at that time to be able to understand you know, what I was hearing was racist. It was dipped in preference. Oh, this is my preference. This is my preference. This is my preference. But, you know, preference would be uh, cheese or no cheese. You know what I'm saying? It wouldn't be black or white, you know. Um, it, it just, it was difficult because it, a lot of times I would find myself searching and I would be eliminated by half of the people that were on. And then I had to figure out a way. Sometimes I would, you know, take it upon myself to, to well, how you know if you never tried kind of thing. And I'm not going to lie. That did work a couple of times. They could have been lying and said they'd never been with the black guy. And they thought that that was something that was uh, something I liked. But, you know, that worked sometimes, but not all of the time. And that's just something that and that's just something I, I, I was completely amazed by. And I see it today, you know, where people they don't. I'm trying to find a way to explain it. They don't understand how detrimental that is to to the conversation. You know, um, it's OK to have your preferences. But then I would also think uh, see things like uh, no fats, no fems, you know, no bottoms, no tops. You know, I mean, bottom and tops, that's pretty important in, the, <laughs> in this lifestyle. But, you know, no fat, no fems like it. it and I'm not going to lie. I kind of gave into that a little bit, too. And, you know, to be honest, it. Looking back at it and having the growth that I've had, you know, since then, you know, it's just downright disrespectful, you know, and um, I apologize to anybody that might have heard if I had anything like that on my profile. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say that I was an angel and that I did everything perfect. I'm pretty sure I might have hurt people's feelings or whatever the case may be. It wasn't my intention to. I was just doing what I had learned. And that was the culture. 
you know, and I think a lot of that came from, you know, being in this culture, we're a, a lot of times we're ostracized by our friends and our families because we come out and they don't quite understand why we're gay and they want it. They want answers. And, you know, like they always say, hurt people, hurt people. And it was very easy to do. And um, a lot of it had uh, uh, to do with, you know, being downright racist and and downright just mean, you know, to get your point across. Um, I'm not in that market anymore, so I have no idea how it goes, but if it's anything like how I see online where, you know, I can imagine what some of these people who are searching for love are going through. I I wouldn't want to put myself through that again. Now, I also want to talk about a little bit of, uh, religion and how that made, um, you know, me feel growing up, you know, I remember pastors and, 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 and deacons and all that stuff you know, would have little comments about, you know, not necessarily directly towards me, but I think they sensed something in me that they knew that I was going to be, you know, gay. I don't know if it was femininity or, or whatever, but they, they sensed something in me that, you know, that they felt the need to have to talk about. And it was never direct. It was always, you know, Leviticus 16 through 20. You know, a man shouldn't lie with a man as a, you know, as he lies with the woman. It's an abomination. Like I can remember that and that being seared in my head. And honestly, that made me feel a lot of guilt that I felt. And, you know, I think that really is the religious aspect of it. It's not the spiritual aspect of it, you know, because I do believe that God is love. And whenever you put the element of man involved in things, you know, things can get misinterpreted. And people just can say uh, hurtful and mean things and, you know, wrap it around in my religious belief. And it's just crazy, you know, and I I see people, you know, I saw many people struggle with that, you know, because they were afraid of being, you know, uh, just afraid of being because of what that Bible verse, you know, um, told them. And, you know, I would see it in, in people and, you know, I also had it in myself, um, my first real relationship that I had was with the gentleman um, in, uh, when I was in the military. And, you know, um, he's an asshole now, but he was really sweet back then. And uh, the weekend that we hung out uh, together, he got this hotel room that was full of rose petals and all that other stuff. And, you know, it was just a really sweet night. And then after, um, after a while, I started to feel convicted. And I was like, I want to go back to, um, to, to, you know, to the base and, you know, I don't, I don't think I should stay here. And, you know, I felt like I needed to repent and I felt wrong for doing what I did. And, you know, me and that gentleman, unfortunately, um, after that never really got on the same page again, um, you know, simply because I, I'm sure he was hurt. Um, and, you know, rightfully so. And it, it just was almost like this. I can remember it to the T and, you know, I just, I wish I could apologize to that young man. Cause it was just unfortunate, you know, that, that happened, but you know, long story short, um, we ended up breaking up shortly thereafter and it just never got back on track. And it really had a lot to do with the conviction that I felt in my heart and hearing those scriptures and not wanting to go to hell and, 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 and being afraid that, you know, I was going to, you know, die being sinful. But 
as I've grown older and grown more rooted in my spirituality and my belief in God, that I believe, you know, that, you know, God loves us all and, you know, no sin is greater than any other sin. And, you know, uh, we all fall short of the glory of God in any given time. So that's why he sent his only begotten son to die for our sins so we wouldn't have to. So that's about as much of a Bible verse y'all going to get from me, okay? But I can tell you guys that it definitely did affect how I navigate. And sometimes, even to this day, me being married to Carlos, I'll have times where I will, you know, be like, well, this is happening because I'm gay. Because there's no other explanation that things could be going bad, you know? And I have to find a reason, uh, you know, for that. But, you know, the reality is, is just sometimes things go bad. And that should make me cling more to my faith in God than it does, you know, running away from what's causing the problem. So, um, but religion is, has, has been a, a tough part in this uh, relation, you know, in this, in this walk. And, and it wasn't until 2015 that we could get married. And a lot of people, you know, would quote the Bible saying that, you know, marriage is between a man and a woman, not a man and a man and a woman and a woman. And, um, you know, there are a lot of different conversations that were being had about us being married. But, you know, in 2015, that's when I married my husband, which will be five years this year. You know, I'm happy that we did it, you know, and it wasn't that we were trying to to, uh, you know, break any barriers. We just did it because we loved each other. And for me, I wanted to be able to make sure I take care of my own home. And what I mean by that is, you know, us being together um, and not being married, you know, his family can come over from Venezuela and, you know, keep him alive when Carlos ain't wanting to be alive because of the conversation we had and his needs don't get met because I don't have any rights. That was the reason why I decided to to, to marry him. Also, because I love him with all my heart. So, um, you know, it's that's just something that comes, you know, comes with the territory. But to go back a little bit um, on the, you know, being, um, you know, the black experience, sometimes... I felt like an outsider when it came to that. It, it, well, no, not necessarily that specifically, you know, on the being on, you know, uh, a part of the black experience. It's just whenever I go and I look at the, you know, LGBT community, to me, I see Spanish, I see white and racially ambiguous men. I don't really see a lot of black men unless I go and specifically look for black pride, which was created because we didn't see ourselves represented. And a lot of people look at black pride as being racist, but it's not because you see a whole bunch of facets of people, you know? Um, it was just the space for us to create and, you know, be able to show and see people like us. But even sometimes in the gay community, I still feel like, you know, uh, you know an outsider because what people think of the gay experience is that we're just flamboyant and flaming and, you know, we, you know, want to be women, you know, secretly and all these other things. And that's not the case, you know, and it was just frustrating a lot of times, you know, to to want to be a part of the community, but also feel like an outsider in the community that you decided to be a part of and how, you know, you left your friends and family to to to, you know, be a part of this. And, and you still feel as, uh, as alone as you did before. And, um, you know, um, it's just a it's just a tough world. 
And I hope that, you know, with the conversations that I'm bringing to the table, that it will bring a level of kindness and a level of uh, compassion, you know, for these topics among how we treat each other. I know it's not going to be sorted out in one particular uh, uh, episode, but, you know, we do need to learn to be more compassionate across the board. Now, um, the reason for Black Pride is, as I said, it was a space for us and what I mean for us black people to feel like, you know, for a space for us to be created for us, you know, because we weren't represented in, in, in most instances, you know, um, and I, I love seeing it because you see many different facets of black people, but you also see, you know, Spanish people. You also see, you know, white people. You see everybody because we are never or black pride isn't about um excluding, you know, even though it's specific uh, to, you know, black, you know, it isn't meant to exclude. So, you know, look in your area. A lot of uh, towns nowadays are having uh, pride events and black pride events. And our uh, pride event was in October of last year. It's October typically, but most of them happen during the summer. So, you know, go out and check out, check it out. You know, if you're an ally and you want to really connect with the people um, that happen to be in the LGBT community, go out, um, you know, go do more than just going to a gay, gay club, you know, do some outreach stuff, you know, do things that, that, you know, will allow you to be able to, to, you know, uh, service your community. And most importantly, understand a little bit about a culture that you're not too uh, uh, versed in. Okay. So, I'm wrapping it up, you know, but I know I talked about a lot of things, but these are some of the things that I would like to see going forward in our community. I would love to see more acceptance among everybody. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still hear, hearing conversations about us, you know, uh, people saying that they don't agree with, with us or they don't agree with how we uh, live and so on and so forth. I mean, that is done. That's old. At this point, we ain't asking for your approval. We're coming here. We want you to love us as you, as you did before and, you know, show us love as you would always be Christ-like and, and, and love me the same way God would want you to love me. You know, and I understand that it takes more than me just saying the word acceptance, but it also takes the others, um, you know, other people who feel like they can't get down with how we live. You got to have an open mind. And I do believe that love conquers all, you know. Um, I would also like to see an open dialogue for others to, um, you know, to uh, uh, others like us to feel comfortable and living out loud. So this whole DL culture is still a big culture. You know, I, I still see it exist. And, you know, um, I would love for, for people to not feel like they have to come out. You know, I, I, that's one interesting thing about being. Uh, in this lifestyle, you know, that we have to come out as gay or we have to come out as lesbian or we have to come out as whatever the case may be, uh, bisexual. You know, let's just come out and just love each other. You know, um, if you want to label yourself, fine. Uh, if you don't, you know, that's fine, too. But I would really love us to, uh, you know, love this world to get to a point of, you know, allowing us, and I do mean the gay community, to live out, live out loud and have fun and not be judged because it's different from what you're used to. And, you know, I know I dug a little bit into it and it was kind of hard for me to, 
you know, because religion, you know, religion means different things to different people. I do want to, I would love to see religion, um, you know, to squash the religion uh, uh, has on the guilt that we feel. I mean, I feel like, you know, religion sometimes can make us feel guilty um, and put us in the, in a, in a, in a space where we, you know, feel shame and, 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 and anguish from, from what we do. And again, you know, it's no different from any other sin, um, if it is indeed a sin, but I would love to see people, you know, uh, free themselves of that burden that religion has on, on this lifestyle and understand that, you know, God created us, um, you know, just as much as he did, you know, uh, the heterosexual people and we're no different. So, um, you know, with my marriage and, you know, having this platform that I have, you know, I want to enhance my, my, uh, footprint on, on the LGBT community, you know, 